You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have Cassie Phillips here today. So she is the animal medicine woman, so... You guys are in for a treat to hear all about that. I'm super interested to find out what exactly that means and how she can better help us understand ourselves through understanding our spirit animals. Super cool. All right. Welcome, Cassie. Hello. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Of course. So I am known as Animal Medicine Woman. So what that really entails is that I help people find their animal spirit guides, their animal totems, and their power spirit leaders, which means that you're using all of this wisdom that is always available to you all the time. We just tend to sometimes not know about it. So I help you connect with them so that you can actually further develop your skills and your natural hidden talents, because a lot of people kind of forget that their natural talents and their hidden talents are like the ones that we're meant to really share with the world. How did you get into this world of spirit animals and helping people discover them and all that? Yeah, so that was when I was actually really young. When I was like 13 or 14, I decided to take on my level one and level two Reiki. And when I was going through it, my Reiki teacher told me that I would have a Reiki guide myself. She was like, everybody has these just ask them to show up and they never did. And then when I finally kind of just gave up looking for it, a tiger showed up. So that's actually what started me on this whole thing. Cause she was like, Oh, that's interesting. She was like, I don't really know how to help you. It's usually a person that shows up. She's like, I've actually never heard of an animal showing up for Hmm. someone. It's usually a person, or at least that's what she told me. So she was like, if I were you, I would start looking into animal medicine because obviously this is a sign. So that's really how I got started in all of it. So can you explain a little bit more about how you discover your spirit animal and what the different types mean and just break it down a little bit for someone like me that doesn't know really much about that world? Yeah, for sure. So what I do to help people before I tell you how I break it down is I just, I go through a meditation on my own and I help them show up because a lot of people, we get attached to what they're going to be. And since I can filter out that attachment and just like, I don't, I just want your power animal or your animal totem and your animal spirit guys to show up for you that I can just like totally remove that because a lot of people do kind of get, they get attached to what they're supposed to look like and who Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be and stuff. It's just very easy for me because I know it's my life quest and I'm just like, this is what it is. And then after introduction, they they will grow to love that animal because they they just know parts that it's true. My animal spirit guides, like they broke it up into three categories for me, mm-hmm. at least for right now. Who knows? It could grow later on. But right now there's animal spirit guides and what they said, the way to describe them is just that they're kind of not that any is higher than the other but they're a little bit on the smaller side of guidance and stuff like Mm -hmm. 
they show up just to kind of teach you one lesson. They usually, if you're working with them on the daily, they're there for about a week, maybe a month. Depends like, cause we're all cute as human beings. And we sometimes like to get in our own way of learning things mm-hmm. and then they'll just kind of leave. Right. Cause they're like, I was really meant just to teach you one thing and I'm, I'm moving on. I was meant to help your other guides with you. And then there's your animal totems. And what I was told as well is that these guys stick with you for a little bit longer. So this is usually about like a three month situation, maybe to a year, again, depending on how availably ready we are to move on. Right. And they usually help you with more than one thing. And they kind of help you with kind of more the deeper stuff, like the sticky stuff that we don't really want to look at Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And then the power animals come in and these guys, and there's like uh, power animals, power birds. And what these guys do is they've been with you since birth and they're never going to leave you. Like they're with you constantly. So yeah. So like, they're going to teach you life lessons, like the core life lessons they're going to be beside you all the time. So if you ever need any guidance, they're just going to be there. You're, they're just going to tell you. And um, they they even help you find like the hidden stuff. Like that's why those guys are like really called like a power. Like I call them power spirit leaders because that's literally what they are. They help you, like they lead you through life and they just really show you everything about you so that you can just kind of accept yourself even more. Wow. So how do you discover what that animal is for you? Yeah, so there's a couple of different ways. Like I know other people do help people with this, but my way is just to kind of meditate and my power spirit leaders actually show me yours because I trust them so much that I'm like, all right, like, let's go. Let's go on a journey. Let's go. That's really interesting. Yeah. And sometimes it does take a while because like the person's energy can kind of get mixed up into that meditation because I'm kind of tapping into you. So if you're really attached to how this leg is going to play out, I have to (laughs) to do a little bit more work to kind of remove that energy and just allow that your power animal to actually just show up or your power bird to just show up the way they're meant to show up. Huh. That's really interesting. So what kind of things can these spirits show you about yourself? So I'll use like an example for me. I got the cougar my power animal and I found her when I was 19 20 I think and I found her and at first I was like what does this even mean she's supposed to find like I'm supposed to stay in my power and stand in my power and I was like I don't even know what this means and like I was just totally like mad that I got the cougar and now I read about her more and more and I'm like oh my goodness like I could never have another spiritual leader other than her because I understand what it means to stand in my power now. And I'm a lot of my friends say I'm a really good example of that. They're like, Cassie, like you're never out of your power. Like you're always there. Sometimes it's a little too much, but like, I would rather you too much than like, not at all. Another example too, is like, it's not just about the medicine that teach you. It's also about looking at the animal and learning about their habitat and the way that they function. I've always been a loner. Like I've never been lonely. There's a huge difference between being alone and lonely. And I've always just been alone. Like, I just, I love it. And I learned that through cougars, cougars actually like to be alone. They prefer solitude over social situations. And then even a further example of that, I have an eagle as my power bird leader. And eagles only like to hang out with eagles. So that's why I'm also very picky about who I hang out with, because it's like eagles don't hang out with pigeons. There's nothing wrong with pigeons. It's just like, you're not the same class as me. Like, I don't want to hang out with somebody that's not on the same level as me, that I don't think the same way as you and all of that, right? So with mm. those two, they really like enforce that like 
you either hang out by yourself or you hang out with other like-minded people that you just like are eagles with you kind of thing. That's really interesting. So I want to go back to something you said about the whole cougar thing, about standing in your power and ways you stand in your power. So you as a person, how do you feel like you stand in your power and you stand up for yourself and you've kind of embraced that recently? Yeah, so I used to be extremely passive when I was younger and even in my earlier 20s, like I was an extremely passive person. Like I didn't really speak my mind. I thought I had no voice and that was something that really did affect that. So when she was telling me all about this stuff, I was like, I don't think that's right and blah, blah, blah. But once I started to actually listen to her and take on the advice, and that's when I started also my journey with the Akashic Records, which I like totally love. I started learning that like speaking my truth and standing in my power and just being me was like what I had to do to be in my power. Because like I have been told multiple times that I'm very intense Like when I'm working with someone or if I'm even just as a friend, they're like, holy shit, Cassie, like you bring a lot to the table. And I'm like, yeah, well, I can't be any other way. Like this is me being in my power. It's either this or nothing. And I really don't care if it's nothing. Like it's your choice if you don't want me in your life. But I'm always going to bring my A game to you no matter what. So (laughs) yeah, I, I feel you on that. And I think so many of us as women kind of mute ourselves and mute our power because we want to make other people feel comfortable. So we're just like, well, I'm not going to have opinions. I'm not going to stand up for this. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to like be nice to everybody. But that doesn't, that diminishes you. That diminishes your power and that diminishes your soul's calling. Yeah, exactly. And so what I used to do too, is what I thought was me standing in my power was speaking up for other people. And then I was told by my cougar, she was like, stop doing that. Like, she kind of gave me like a slot. <laughs> it was so cute. She was like, stop doing that. Like, you're actually not allowing them to stand in their own power. Mm-hmm. She was like, just be the example of you staying in your power and they're going to learn how to do it themselves. So that's another thing that like she taught me as well is like h- how to teach other people to be in their power, especially with that voice thing, right? Because we, you are right. Like sometimes we think that we have no value or we're, we were taught, you know, it's like, oh, sh-. like even at a young age, like how many people sat around like a family dinner and it was like only the adults speak, Yeah, you know, like you only speak when you're spoken to and like, just think of like the damage that like that really did to a lot of us. Right. Yeah. And- because if I don't know if it was like this for you growing up, but for me, you know, if girls said too much or were too loud, it was like, oh, you're bossy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I get that all the time. And I just own it now. I'm just like, and like, what's your, what's your point? Like, (laughs) I'm like, I warn people I'm loud. I'm bossy. Well, these are like what people say about me. I'm like, I'm not bossy. I'm like one of the most free going down to earth people. But since I just speak my mind and I'm like, you should probably go stand over there. So you don't get run over all of a sudden that's me being bossy. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, I really don't care. You just, you just take no shit and that's fine. That's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that really helps like all of the the women in my life, even family members, you know, they're like, man, like, I wish I could do what you can do. And I'm like, well, you can like, just do it. Well, we've all just been programmed for so long that that's not how we should act. And it's, it's hard for people who haven't had that lesson like we have to just say, okay, well now I'm just going to speak my mind. That that's a difficult, vulnerable thing. 
Yeah. And like, I definitely totally understand what you mean about that because it's like, it is a, and it's also like being visible too, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's a bunch of stuff that we could go into just because of what it means to stand in your power. But I always tell people, I'm like, it's now or never. It's your choice to be in your power right now or not right now. You might as well just start today. Say one thing at the dinner table, you know? Yeah, just take some baby steps. If you don't like something, say something. If you aren't happy with the way something's going, say something. There's so many tiny little ways that we give away our power on a daily basis that if we can just take that back... Like one of the things I've been trying to do is I've been trying to stop apologizing for things because yeah. I'm an over apologizer. And I think a lot of women are because we, we take on everybody's burdens. And so now I'm like, no, I'm not going to apologize for something I had no control over. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's actually funny that you bring that up. And I love that you started that. I like started watching your videos and stuff. So I was like, this is interesting. Cause like I'm Canadian. And we are notoriously known for saying For apologizing, yeah. Somebody asked me, they were like, are you Canadian? And I was like, no, I'm just an apologizer. I'm not Canadian. I was like, I had to think about it. I'm like, am I actually apologizing for things that I shouldn't be apologizing for? And it's true. I was just like, I was just like, why? Why am I saying sorry for this? Like, there's nothing to be sorry about. Yeah, every, every time I speak to someone or I write an email now where I'm about ready to say, oh, I'm so sorry, or I apologize for this. I think, okay, is this really my fault? Did I really do something wrong? And nine times out of 10, I did not. So I've been trying to reframe that and reword them. Because here's the other thing. Most apologies are from women. Men hardly ever apologize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I totally, I'm totally on you with that. Not, not dissing all the men. There's no, so no, no, men. not dissing all the men. We do have men that listen, despite yeah. the fact that it is a female-led podcast. But no, we're not dissing on the men. And you know, in a few weeks, we're going to do a series about men who support women, which I think is needed. Oh, awesome, love, um, love that. But yeah, guys, sometimes you guys just don't give a shit, and I think we actually need to take on more of that attitude. Yeah, or we apologize on their behalf. I hate when I I never do, but I I hate when people apologize on my behalf. So like, I'm really passionate about not doing that. But like, if I was actually sorry, I would be saying sorry. So like, don't do that. Like, yeah, exactly. So how did you end up going from all right? I'm really interested in spirit animals to hey, let's make money doing this. How did you get from one to the other? It's kind of a long story, but I'll try to shorten it as much as possible. So like I said, I started the Reiki thing when I was 14. Then I dug into that, but then I was still like a high school student. So I kind of went off that like path, even though I still knew animals were meant to be a part of my purpose. I just completely, I just couldn't figure it out completely yet. I grew up with horses my entire life. So I was like, maybe I'm meant to like heal horses. So I went to school for two years, like, or two and a half years, graduated, did amazing. Like I was on the top of like, I think I was like third of my class and I did amazing. And the other, I took another school and I was, I think I was like second in that class. So like, I was just the top dog all the time. And then all of a sudden, like that passion, just like once I graduated, it just left me. And I was kind of like, Oh shit, I don't know what to do right now. Hmm. And then just like it was meant to happen, the Akashic records stepped into my life when I was starting to transition out of horses. So then I started doing the Akashic Records 
and I dabbled in it. So then I started figuring out, I was like, maybe I'm supposed to help people. So then I started working on that and I was like, oh man, this is still just not completely aligning with me. You know, like you can just tell you're like, this is like, I'm meant to be a healer, but like, where am I meant to be healing? Like, what am I supposed to be teaching? And then it was actually just this year where I started getting really big into the Akashic records and then I still felt like it was off. And then I got the big download. It was just like, FYI, you're meant to be like the animal medicine woman. And because I started dabbling back into animal medicine again, I'm probably around like beginning of 2017-ish. And then it was just like, it just hit me. And I was like, oh my God, yes, this is exactly (laughs) what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, why didn't, why did it take me this so long to figure it out? But it just like everything clicked after that. And it was just like, wow, like this is totally what it's supposed to be. And everybody's loving it too, right? Because there's no one really doing exactly what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. which I was told my spirit guides were like, you're going to be kind of changing things around in the animal medicine world. And I was like, yes, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. How have you been able to handle, you know, you're all in the spiritual world, but when you're breaking it down in the business world, has that been a challenge to be like, okay, let's run a business. And also it's spiritual. Honestly, no, that wasn't actually kind of my hard part because my parents have always been entrepreneurs. They have their own business. So I knew how to run a business. Like it wasn't hard doing that part. It was more like, it was actually still a lot of my self-worth issues and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I have a coach. I believe everyone should have a coach. Yes. Whatever you're doing, like hire a coach. I don't care if I'm your coach or somebody else is your coach. You should be having a coach no matter what. I do not know how people don't get, (laughs) get that. Sometimes I just shake my head. I totally agree. It took me years to finally hire a coach and now I'm addicted. I think I have three coaches right now because it's just everybody offers something different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And everybody has that different medicine to give to you. So I totally feel you on that. So I've been working really, really strongly with my coach. Her name is Jennifer Lamore. I love her so much. She has been really helping me with a lot more self-worth stuff. So like, even like what we were talking about, like, I'm not dissing my parents, you know, I know that parents never like put anything in us like intentionally. It's just something that we like absorb when we're kid, right? Mm-hmm. And something that we really broke down probably about a month or two ago was that she was like, this isn't a worthy issue. This isn't a deserving issue. This isn't a confidence issue. Cause she's like, you're good in all of those. She was like, you feel like you have no value. Mm. So it is a lot more self-work on my part. Like I know what I'm supposed to do. So like the business kind of takes care of itself on that. And it's just more me still taking care of my soul. You know, that's where I actually have to do most of the work because everything else comes like fluidly for me. It's like that part. And we like knocked down those walls and it was just like, oh my God, I like cried like a baby. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that completely. That's been my biggest lesson in the past few years is dealing with my worthiness and my value. And I had such trouble with the word expert. People mm-hmm. would be like, oh, you're an expert in this. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. Who? No, mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. It's been a lesson in standing on my power, saying like, yes, I am an expert in this and kind of owning the fact that people look up to me and are empowered by me and inspired by me and kind of giving that back to myself because I give it away so often to other people that I don't always spend the time loving on myself and saying, hey, you're actually amazing at this. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. I actually find it funny when people are like, oh, I don't need a coach. I'm like, okay, so you're uh, the perfect human being in the world. Like, (laughs) you should be doing my job then. 
no, there's definitely things. And it, and it is mostly self-worth. Like we are the number one person that gets in our way, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. we think something's going to show up from our past or whatever. And that's why you do need a coach to like be your support team and like push you further and further into like what you're meant to be. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So everybody, if you take nothing else away, stand in your power and get a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if anybody wants to find you online to work with you, where can they find you? Yeah. So I do have a website. It's animal medicine woman. It's all in the same, like no dashes or anything.com. And there's all of my information on there. There's also, I have blogs and I'm gaining people to start blogging for me. So I have other experts. Like right now I have a numerology angels, essential oils, just so that like, I really want to build a community around that website. So Mm -hmm. like, make sure it's not just animal medicine. You're going to find on there. There's a ton of stuff. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Animal Medicine Woman. And then the other two places that are my like big places right now are Facebook at um, it's Animal Medicine Woman. And then my Facebook group, it's called The Soul Pack. So nice. that's where you kind of get a little bit more juicier stuff in my Facebook group. I kind of give them a little bit more love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a little favoritism on that one. But, but yeah, those are the places you can find me. Fantastic. Well, you guys should go check her out. And if this piqued your interest at all, let her know and uh, talk to Cassie. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to plug before we go? Of course. So I do have a freebie that helps you guys with this, all the equinoxes and um, solists, because we don't understand that, like how much energy that changes. So you can definitely find that freebie on my website. It'll just be lurking around the top of the website. So feel free to reach out for that one. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Cassie. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Oh, me too. You're such a pleasure to talk to. Oh, thank you. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.